Did you know that the highest confirmed wind speed in Colorado was set at Monarch Pass in February 2016 with a gust hitting 148 miles an hour, which is equivalent to a catastrophic Category 4 hurricane. This is enough to rip a roof right off a home or easily topple a semi-truck. I'm Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newcomer. And we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we share accessible adventures to help you explore like a local. In today's episode, we're sharing what a typical winter in Colorado is really like and what you can expect when visiting here. For anyone who doesn't live in Colorado full-time, there are definitely a few misconceptions about the winters here. For example, it's always cold, there's always tons of snow on the ground, you can go skiing any time of year. I mean, seriously, we've heard it all. You can just ski out your back door, that's what everybody thinks. Like, Carrie's brother will text me, and he'll be like, hey Ryan, so you getting lots of snow yet? And I'm like, bruh, it's September. Yeah. Granted, this year that I did get snow in September, (laughs) (laughs) so he was right. The state definitely sees more sunny days than cloudy or snowy ones, which a lot of people don't realize. And this is thanks to the semi-arid climate and the low humidity, and the winters are seasonably cold. Um, I don't know if you've heard that saying, but if you don't like the winter, wait 10 minutes because it'll change, and that's totally true here in Colorado. So when does winter start in Colorado exactly? Snow usually begins to fall in late October and will continue until April, or sometimes even into the later months. Actually, as a kid, I had a friend whose birthday was on June 10th, and it snowed on her birthday at her birthday party when I was like in third grade. Wow. After having personally lived here for about the past five years or so, we have learned the first signs of winter can usually start as early as September, but typically cooler temps and snowy days start to appear more in October. Temperatures get cold a lot quicker, and the transition from fall to winter is fast. And by the time November rolls around, it is likely to have already snowed a handful of times. And the speed of which... Fall seamlessly turns into winter is the same with winter when it turns into spring. In fact, Colorado doesn't really even feel like it has much of a spring at all. Mm -mm. To us, it feels like it is slightly less intense winter, and that's basically what our spring is. Yeah, that's one thing that I learned when moving here is that Colorado definitely has seasons, but fall is super short and spring is super short. And sometimes spring won't even come around to like May or June. And I'm used to planting flowers or plants or, you know, getting a garden going in like early spring in Texas. And you cannot do that here because you will totally lose your crop. So basically, Colorado is a longer summer and a longer winter with short spring and fall in between. Yeah, I would say I'd I'd agree with that 100%. So what are the winter months in Colorado? Winter months in Colorado typically start in November and go until March or even later. This is just the typical, like I said, there are extremes of getting it much earlier or having it much later, and those won't be like little dustings. They'll be straight up snowstorms or blizzards. Usually the lighter and drier snow falls during the winter months, while the heavier, more wet snow will fall in the springtime. So let's talk about what to expect in Colorado in the winter by each month. And like you said, I mean, it can start September, October, but we'll just say for now... The norm. November would be like the start of winter. November in Colorado is when the temperatures really begin to fall, and you you start to sense that, you know, winter is coming. Warm days are mixed with cooler nights, and usually the days will be above freezing and like pleasantly warm during the daytime, while the nights are just a little bit below freezing on average. Cold fronts moving through are pretty common in November, 
and due to daylight savings, the days become shorter and the sun sets behind the mountains much earlier. And it's actually pretty common to be eating dinner when it's completely dark outside. I work from home and so I have a summer schedule and a winter schedule basically because I can work till 5 or 6 p.m. at night in the summertime and it'll be plenty light. But once November rolls around, it'll start like 3.30 or 4 o'clock getting dark. And when I'll be having meetings on Zoom and stuff like that, I will. it'll be completely dark in my room. I'll have to turn my lights on. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you have to get used to if it does get dark that quick. Because, you know, if you have something that's running late... You, you gotta like just deal with it. It's dark outside. It feels like you should be like winding down for the day, but you look at the clock and it's only five. I remember getting picked up from school sometimes and I'd have like after school activities and it would be completely dark. And it would always weird me out because, you know, as a kid, all I'd want to do is get home and go play with my friends outside. Couldn't do it in the dark. December marks the true start of winter and typically when ski season is fully underway. The days are definitely more dreary and cold as the number of daylight hours and warm sunlight dwindles. During December, the sun's heat output is lessened and only emits about 60 to 70% of its normal heat. It has to do with the position of the Earth's axis, which makes it so the sun's energy is deflected as, you know, we kind of wobble and it's tilted away. So we are angled differently and the sun glances off of our location, essentially. Without a blanket of snow, Colorado scenery in December is actually pretty dusty, and it mostly consists of just bare trees that are brown and a barren landscape. Everything's like crunchy and dry because those super snowy wintry months haven't come up yet. Mm -hmm. So it's not that picturesque landscape that we're used to. But then again, there are those mountain towns where they will get blasted with snow in like early October, and it won't go away until May, and you'll have that picturesque landscape pretty much for half the year. January is pretty much the coldest month of the year in Colorado and snowfall is usually pretty heavy. The days are short with sporadic sunlight and unbearably cold nights. It's a really dry month and very little humidity. And snow will typically fall much more in January and you can even see several snow days in a row. Mountain towns like Aspen and Crested Butte can see as much as 26 to 38 inches of snow on average in January. So it's definitely like the highest snowfall month or could be and the coldest month too yeah definitely and there's definitely that difference in snow that i think that a lot of people don't realize you know there's that really dense heavy snow that you can just like grab a handful and make into the best snowball ever <laughs> it's kind of like super slushy and then there's that really light fluffy snow that you can basically just like sweep your driveway rather than having to shovel it and that's kind of the stuff that we get in January, is the really light, fluffy stuff. Because it's so dry. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to February. Now, February in Colorado means a very chilly month. Humidity, again, is very low. Nights are still very bitterly cold, and it rarely gets above 45 degrees during the day. Uh, the mountains continue to get pummeled with snow and ice as more layers continue to accumulate. Sunny days in February are rare, but snowstorms are occasional and usually not too bad. February is one of the best months for winter activities in Colorado that we have found. Since the snow accumulation is thick, this month is perfect time for sleigh riding, skiing, snowshoeing, snow tubing, ice skating, and pretty much any other winter activity you could possibly want to do. Also, it's a really good time to hit the slopes because you're still in that ski season, 
but it's like kind of on the end. People are in school. It's Mm -hmm. not the holidays. So February is like a primo time to do it if you can. Yeah. One of the things that we really love doing is uh, going to the mountains and skiing or ice skating or whatever for Valentine's Day. It really is the perfect time. The resorts are not nearly as busy, but it still feels like a mountain town, like a ski season. Yeah. It's a really great, almost like secret time to go visit all those mountain resorts because it's still winter, but it's not super busy. It's great. And finally, the last sort of winter month we do want to touch on is March. And I know it sounds crazy to say that we're still talking about winter in March, but while most other states in the country are gearing up for spring around this time, Colorado temperatures are still pretty cold. In fact, one of the worst snowstorms that Colorado has ever seen occurred on March 17th, 2003. And this was in Denver mostly. Heavy snowfall fell for three days and totaled more than 30 inches in Denver with some surrounding areas seeing as much as 82 inches. And it was really interesting when I was reading about this, because obviously I didn't live here to experience that. Some residents made makeshift snow tunnels to get around the neighborhoods or use cross-country skis to get to stores for supplies. And it was said that the snowstorm was considered Colorado's worst blizzard in over 90 years at the time. And it's also really funny because these snowstorms, which, you know, this is known as a Colorado snowstorm, I remember the snowstorm. I I remember school was canceled for me. I looked outside and it was dry and there was like a dusting of snow. But here, seriously, just 60 miles away from Denver, we got a fraction of what uh, Denver just got completely blasted with. So our school was canceled. I went out and tried to go sledding. Like we couldn't even go sledding. That's how little snow there was. Yet Denver just got completely pummeled. I would say that my two biggest snow, like, wintry storms that I saw were in May of 1997 and then five months later in October of 1997. And those are both the months that we did not mention are snowy months. Mm -hmm. But the one in May was probably, you know, it was just a really heavy, huge accumulation of snow. And I remember because my grandparents were here from Minnesota and they thought that this was no problem. It was really funny. They were like going out and driving it. No worries. Everyone else was white knuckling it. And then the other one in October was such an enormous storm that uh, blizzard and they didn't even predict it that people were like stuck at work for like a week sort of thing. They had to like hunker down and eat stuff out of the vending machine. And like that's it. So it was a really major storm, and I remember it started snowing on Friday, and I didn't go back to school until the next Friday. That is how much snow there was. Wow, yeah. About a year after we moved into our house here in Colorado Springs, we had a spring snowstorm like that, and it completely obliterated everyone's trees Mm -hmm. because they had already started blooming. They already had um, leaves on the trees. They already had flowers pop up. Like, it was way into May. And it was a really big snowstorm, super heavy, heavy snow and ice. And it just tore up everybody's trees. And like, they looked like almost lightning had hit some of them because they just cracked down the middle with the weight of the snow. And so that that is one thing you will see is like, it may not be super common, but it does happen, you know, often enough where you should have maybe a a Colorado snowstorm savings account. Yeah, (laughs) and a contingency plan, something. Yeah, that, that's super true. There is certainly, just like with any state, there's going to be some wild things that Mother Nature is going to throw at you. And that was indeed one of them. So how bad are winters in Colorado? Well, really, it depends on where you live in Colorado. Winters can actually be rather mild. Yes, of course, Colorado does get a lot of snow every winter, especially in the mountain towns. We aren't even in the top 10 of the coldest states in America. 
So that kind of says something to it. The average snowfall ranges from around 60 inches to 100 inches annually, and the average temperatures in Colorado in winter are anywhere between 16 degrees and 54 degrees. So it's a pretty like wide range of what it can be. I mean, it's actually not uncommon to be going snow or to go skiing in like March, and you'll see that guy who's like super into snowboarding go down without a shirt on mm-hmm. because he never falls, unlike me. In late spring and early summer, the state definitely experiences things like wildfires, heavy winds, and hailstorms. And during autumn, you may even see Colorado trees or plants changing color with snow already starting to fall, which is actually really pretty. I mean, if you've seen pictures of it, like in any of the mountain towns, Crested Butte or Telluride, you'll see photos of really beautiful Colorado trees changing color with white snow on them. It's Mm -hmm. really pretty, but it does kind of You know, it's a bummer that it bleeds into fall and spring so much. But and as mentioned, in late spring, you will see flowers and trees starting to bloom and then just totally get wiped out by a late snowstorm. Overall, though, winters in Colorado are not that bad and there are minimal super snowy days. Otherwise, you can expect normal weather with snow, cold temperatures, beautiful winter scenery and nothing too extreme. If you're not accustomed to living in the snow, it doesn't take too long to acclimate to the winters here. So let's talk about what a typical winter in Colorado is really like. A common misconception, and this is kind of what I was talking about with with your brother texting me, is that people will think that there's just piles of snow on the ground. Like all the time. Yeah, that will come be there in November and won't go away until like March. And that is super duper not the case, especially with cities along the Front Range. While there can be cases of cities in the depths of winter like mountain towns like Winter Park or Breckenridge where that is the case, where the snow appears and doesn't go away until then, which is what you want because it's a mountain town. But along the Front Range, like I said, very uncommon. Colorado actually is a semi-arid climate and overall the state gets a lot, a lot of sunny days. And just having a sunny day is just going to come out. And even if it's like, you know, 28 degrees and sunny, that is definitely going to melt the snow a good amount. In fact, Colorado gets more than 250 sunny days per year, which a lot of people don't realize. I mean, I didn't realize when I moved here that it was so sunny. Yeah, it is intensely sunny. So basically what happens is it will snow for a day or two, and then the snow will melt a day or two later. Just about as quickly as it appears, it'll be gone. And this is especially true for cities like Colorado Springs, Denver, and Boulder. And for Denver in particular, snow doesn't stay on the ground long. It's a much warmer city, so if you're looking for some warmer place to live or visit in Colorado in the winter, Denver is definitely a good pick. However, if you're hoping to see lots of snow without visiting a mountain town, cities like Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, or Boulder will have a lot more snow for you to check out. The average snowfall for these cities is between 3 and 7 feet annually. But the snow does melt relatively quickly, so you can still enjoy the city, see the sights, and have fun in safe snow days. And despite all of this, of course, there can be some extreme weather occasions. The rare Colorado blizzard can come through with high winds and lots of snow. The good news, though, is that Colorado has the infrastructure and the equipment to handle these types of snowstorms. So let's talk about some tips to prepare for Colorado in the winter. We're just going to do five quick tips right here because I didn't grow up here. And if you didn't grow up with regular snowfall, these are definitely things you can do to prepare and be more successful during the winters. These were the things that I suggested to your parents when they came out and visit us that uh, one January, February. They drove out, they they didn't. They had their own car, they had everything, so they were like autonomous, did their own thing. So I kind of helped them out and gave them tips on how to just like a general ideas on how you can deal with snow. The hashtag Colorado Life Winter in Colorado checklist Ooh, for success. I like that checklist yeah. for success. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to make this successful. 
So first up, and this is probably the most important, and this is not something you might want to invest in, but if you are a newcomer and you are looking to uh, actually get up into the mountains, this is something you really, really want to invest in. If you're using basic summer or all season tires, switch them out for snow shredded tires. It makes a huge difference, bigger than four wheel drive can. Seriously, snow tread tires will make the biggest difference of anything. All season tires are perfect for states that don't have seasons, but aren't best for Colorado winters. Keep in mind that the rubber compound in all season tires are not specifically designed for cold and can cause the tires to slide a bit more easily. Yes, the, the tires that are made for more warm temperatures are harder. They have a bit more of like a plasticky feel and they're less squishy. Is actually That's actually the technical term. I'm not joking. <laughs> tires actually referred to as squishy. So um, snow treaded tires are very rubbery and they're very squishy. They're kind of malleable. So they really grip onto the snow and to whatever surface they can. While all season tires will kind of stay stiff and they won't like grab every groove of the road. Snow tires can cost more than your standard tires, but will save you a lot of time and money in the long run, aka needing a tow truck to get you out of the ditch or something. Mm -hmm. If you're planning to drive in the mountains a lot or explore the state during the winter, snow tires will really make a difference. Our second tip is to change your windshield wiper fluid. And this to me is also right up there with changing out your tires. This is super important and it could be very dangerous if you don't do it. So you definitely wanna check the kind of windshield wiper fluid that your car is using. This is more of a tip for someone who ends up moving or visiting to Colorado from a warmer climate state. Um, when we first drove here during a super snowy day in Colorado, our windshield wiper fluid actually ended up freezing, which was terrible. The reason for this we found out was because the type of wiper fluid that we were using. Since we previously lived in a warmer state like Texas, we had a water-based cleaner with soap for cleaning off bugs off the windshield. And because of this, it froze solid when it came time for us to use it. For a colder climate, you need an alcohol-based wiper fluid to clean the windows so it doesn't freeze when temperatures get really low. In fact, we actually had to pull off every few miles and use water from a water bottle to thaw and clean the windshield because it was so muddy and it had so much- Spray from those people in front of yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And you couldn't see anything and nothing was coming out. So you're just like rubbing mud and water and stuff, well, frozen on your windshield and it just got dirtier and dirtier and you couldn't see out of it. It was almost like a, you know, Ace Ventura when you had to like duck your your head, out, your head out the window but except it was like you know 15 degrees so you don't want to do that my uncle was driving up here from arizona to visit us one winter in colorado and he was driving over a pass here in colorado and he didn't have the right windshield wiper fluid in the car either so he kept having to pull off and clean off his windshield eventually he ran out of water to pour so he just went over to the side of the road grabbed a pile of snow and wiped it over his mm. windshield he didn't know he picked up about a gazillion rocks and just oh, no. scratched up his windshield. Yeah. So don't do that either. Things to avoid. Yeah, <laughs> so cha change out your windshield wiper fluid for sure. Up next is buy waterproof and insulated boots. Snowfall in Colorado is no joke and can sometimes come down really, really heavy. Once the sun comes out and melts the snow, the ground becomes pretty dang muddy and really icy. Especially if you're in like shady places or if you want to go hiking or anything. Or if it, you know, the sun goes behind the mountains at 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. For this reason, it's recommended to buy some high quality insulated and waterproof hiking boots or snow boots because you will definitely use them. The main thing is to make sure that your feet stay both warm and dry. And whether you are hiking on a snowy path, snowshoeing down a trail, or simply walking down a city street, high quality boots are a must. 
again, here's another one. When your mom came and visited that January, February, she just had something that she went and picked up in Texas, just some like boots from like Walmart or something. Mm -hmm. And they were like terrible, aesthetically pleasing. And that's about the extent Yeah, (laughs) because her feet were frozen the entire time. And she ended up having to go get some quality things. Right. So just make sure that what you got is going to work with what you're looking to do. Our number four tip is to dress in warm layers. Colorado weather can be very unpredictable, and some days it's cold, cloudy, and rainy, and the next day it can be sunny and warm. And sometimes it's all in the same day. Oh, yeah. As you explore more of Colorado in the winter, be sure to dress in lots of warm layers. You want to stay warm but be able to add or remove articles of clothing as the weather dictates and changes. We like to have extra jackets, socks, hats, and gloves with us when we go on road trips or are visiting like a ski town for the weekend. In Colorado, there is often a big contrast between inside temperatures and outside weather. So layering your clothing will help you stay the perfect temperature. You won't be too warm or too cold. And you don't have to worry, especially if you get wet. That's a really big thing too. You'll have extra layers that you can peel off to stay warm. Of all of the items that really keep me warm. God, just a pair of good wool socks. That's where it's at for me. Oh yeah. And I'm nice and toasty. There is nothing else like them. And our final tip is to drive in second gear when you're in towns when it's snowy. Anytime you're driving in a city or town that frequently have to stop and like the speed limit isn't like really high, but you're just like putting around at like 25, 30 miles an hour or something like that in the snow, make sure to put your car in second gear and leave it. Um, This applies to whether you have a four-wheel drive or not. Rather than simply just relying on the brakes, which can lead you to skidding, the engine will keep the car from going too fast and it will help slow you down without ever locking up the wheels. This tactic will also help get your car going from a dead stop. Putting the car in second gear means that it won't have as much torque to spin the tires like it does in first gear. So doing this will help avoid spinning out or slipping on icy roads. We actually live on a hill And it's hilarious how many people don't do this. (laughs) Yeah. They will come flying down our hill um, when it's snowy outside and they'll get to, you know, let's say 50 feet from the bottom and they'll try to put on the brakes. Nope. Just Mm -hmm. lock up and they start sliding. Mm -hmm. So you really need to put your car in a lower gear just so that the engine starts slowing you down before. A real quick tip I do want to add is just because you have the ability to have a four-wheel drive vehicle does not necessarily work when stopping because four-wheel drive doesn't mean four-wheel stop. I mean, your tires will stop, but your car might keep going because yeah. your tire, your tires just skid. Mm-hmm. As both a native and a newcomer to the state of Colorado, we can confidently say that we love the winters here. It's probably my favorite month. I, mm-hmm. I, I endure the bounty of summer to enjoy the scarcity of winter. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so guy. weird. <laughs> The summers are mild and the winters are cold, but nothing too extreme. Um, it's not like living in Alaska or something. Colorado has plenty of sunny days mixed in with cloudy, snowy days that make the winters bearable. Of course, winter in Colorado is not like the winters that I was used to growing up in Texas, but the snowy lifestyle definitely has an appeal and I've come to love it. If you enjoy winter sports and colder outdoor activities, you will definitely like the Colorado winter season. All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources that we shared about all of this snow, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, get out there and enjoy the Colorado winter season.